Thanks for joining us for the Changing the Industry podcast, where we try to effectuate change for the better, one conversation at a time. Part of that change is providing help for those that need it. This is why we've partnered with the Institute for Automotive Business Excellence. Whether it's help with sales, operations, or just getting your numbers in order, these folks are some of the very best in the industry. And for our listeners, they'll sit down with you and go over your strengths, your weaknesses, and the opportunities that are in front of you. They'll create a customized plan for how to move forward absolutely free. That's right, free. And if your plan includes one-on-one coaching, they can also help you with that. There's no hard sales pitch, no obligation, just honest help from honest people. So if that's something that you think could benefit you, make sure you click on the link in the show notes. And now, on to the show. I remember how it used to be. The phone's ringing off the hook. Clients are coming in the front door like crazy. And here comes little technician Timmy. Timmy comes up and he says, hey boss, where's my part? Where you want me to go next? What you want me to do? Gosh, Timmy, if I knew, I'd tell you, buddy, but I am covered up. All of that stopped when I found Shopware. With Shopware, you get an industry-leading expediter right there in the software. It tells you if your parts are here, where your technician should go next, and how much time they have left to complete the jobs in the day. Go to GetShopware.com to learn more. GetShopware.com. Hey everybody, David here, and welcome to the ASOG Podcast. In this episode, recorded live at ASTE, Lucas and I sit down with Dutch Silverstein the owner of A&M Auto Service in Pineville, North Carolina, and Mark Perkins, a multi-shop owner from Littleton, North Carolina. Both men give back to the industry in their own way. Mark runs the ASOG Mastermind Group, and Dutch serves on the board of the ASOG 501c3 Educational Charity. They discuss the work of the Mastermind Group in giving back to the industry. So if you find that you or your shop is in need of any kind of help, then make sure that you listen to this episode. Before we get started, make sure you have a set to automatically download the latest episode and make sure that you check out our new content on YouTube. And now, here we go. Did I tell you that we have nothing to talk about? Yeah. I told you that part? Yeah. Yeah. We knew that, that came in. But this is the reason why they asked us here, Mark. They're really not interested. They don't like you particularly, and they're not very fond of me. So it's quite all right. I, I, I think you, uh, you mistake me. Um, I'm completely indifferent. I don't care. <laughs> he <don't> care. <laughs> everyone so equally. Right. <laughs> Equal opportunity I don't, hater. I don't see anything. Um, I don't see anything shielded. Okay. Well, this thing isn't shielded. It'll be okay. I'll figure something out. What are you going to figure out? I'm going to figure out not to let you install it. (laughs) (laughs) If you hadn't drank so much whatever last night, you would have helped me hook all this up, but you didn't. So you got loaded and then decided to... Buddy, if that was loaded, we got problems. I told you they were were like, you were buzzed, loaded, loud aggressive you just hadn't gotten to those top tiers yet do i need to get you to marital counseling is that what it is 
He drinks too much Dutch. <laughs> I drink too much. All right. Wait a minute. And, no. and Lucas, how do you feel about that? <laughs> I feel like my co-host is a moron, but you know, I'm, what do I know? I'm feeling a little uncomfortable here. So. Yeah. Oh, just because I'm holding your hand? What's the matter? Let's not do that. <laughs> you enjoyed it. You enjoyed it. That's not what you said last night. <laughs> Keep it to yourself, okay? <laughs> what, what's up with the Pro 2? Because this is what just the, the original You one, wouldn't right? let me buy the Pro 2. You well, said that what I, are you going to buy the Pro 2 for? Does it have a shielded cable? Ooh, it's got a little screen that pops up. Did <laughs> yeah, you see that? I did. What's it do? Anything different? Oh, yeah. yeah. What? Lots of things. Okay. I don't see anything different. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, my goodness. This is my life now. I'm not exactly sure how I signed You up married this. him. That's right. I'm just saying. My work wife. <laughs> <laughs> this is awful. Oh, it's good to see you, David, actually in person. You know, I'd, I'd like seeing you in person. He doesn't like people. You need to stop I know he doesn't him. like people. Don't, I'd like hey, seeing wait, him in person. Don't, don't address him directly. He, he doesn't yeah, don't, don't make eye contact <laughs> with him. Don't make eye contact. My poor technician apparently doesn't fly ever. Didn't realize that he can't put like full containers of like random liquids in his bag and then also check it or, you know, carry it on. And he, he decided he was going to do that. And then proceeded to have his bag completely ripped open and everything taken out of his bag and he was in a, that's why he was so grumpy he was in a great mood this morning <laughs> <laughs> that sucks he's like tsa is bullshit <laughs> i wouldn't <laughs> tell them that you know well, you yeah. would think maybe the they would come up with a website or something like that where you could look and see i know what right like, like what you could think take? to tell my my technicians i i think <laughs> I think they had all flown. I thought they had all, all flown recently enough that they would know. Like, you can throw whatever you want in your bag, but you have to check it. If you're going to carry it on, now you have to be all specific and put it in the clear bags and all that garbage. I, I think that the majority of, of technicians and owners and advisors alike are kind of on an island, right? They don't really go anywhere. They're consumed like by the I like to go to the islands. That's fine. Yeah, I'd like islands, too. What islands? Fun. Any of them, <laughs> the ones with sunshine. I know, right? The, those islands are very wet and windy right now, so yeah. you might as well. They may not be there when I go back. I know, right? It's sad. It I is. think it just hit the tip of Cuba. Did it really? Yeah, like the very west end of Cuba, and then whipped up into Florida. It turned into Category One. That's the last thing I heard. Yeah, I mean it, it's across Florida now. Pete Myers made it through okay. Nice. Sounds like Pete's still planning on being here. Good. So. Jim Morton is not. Jim right. Morton is not. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah, but he was going through the center, like the eye of the storm yeah. crossed over the top. And it's I, difficult for the airlines to reposition all the flights that they had to cancel and reroute. It's not easy to do right. with crew considerations. Yeah, exactly. So I hope that uh, Pete will be able to make it. What do you guys think so far? We're at ASTE 2022. I love think? this. I, I flat out love they, it. They just walked in. There's nothing going on right now. That's not, some classes. not true. That's absolutely some not classes. true. That's absolutely not true. Yeah, there's some classes, but we're talking about the experience, right? Yeah. I mean, I brought Walking my, into a hotel? 
No, it's not just really walking into a hotel. Yes, for the people where I am in Pineville, North Carolina, the home of We Can't Fry and We Can't Cook It, this is a big deal. All right? Hey, Bird, you ever seen something like this before? Look, they got running water. You you want it. (laughs) Listen, I would believe that out of him, but not Pineville. I wouldn't consider that the sticks of North Carolina where you live. Obviously, Maybe. none of you boys have ever been to Littleton, North Carolina. Yeah. Because <laughs> no. it's Hotel? little. What's it's that? little. It is. It's, it's tiny. That's it. No, this was tiny. cool because I, I'm bringing the, the entire crew. Lucas and I have been telling you about Parts Tech for a while now and how it gives you access to unlimited parts and tire vendors and direct integration with over 35 shop management systems. And now they've just launched a new referral program. All you have to do is open your Parts Tech account, go to My Shop, and click on the Rewards tab. There you'll find your referral URL, which you can share via email, text message, or on your social media. If your referral signs up for a new account and places five orders in the first 30 days, Parts Tech will send you a $100 gift card. That's it. Nothing else is needed. Your referrals can get you $100 just for using Parts Tech, which, by the way, is absolutely free to get started with. So if you're using Parts Tech already, start sharing that referral link. And if you haven't signed up for Parts Tech yet, what are you waiting for? Click on the link in the description or go to partstech.com forward slash podcast. That's partstech.com forward slash podcast. Hey, one more thing. If you find out that your shop management system doesn't integrate with Parts Tech, it's time to upgrade. David and I use what we believe to be the very best system on the market, Shopware. With unmatched features like Parts GP Optimizer and DVX, which is their digital vehicle experience, Shopware really is way more than just a shop management software. With it, you'll be able to create an immersive and interactive experience for your client, setting you apart from everyone else using run-of-the-mill software. Are you ready to upgrade? Click the link in the show notes to get started. CSR, she'd been in the industry for 10 years, right? right? Working for Auto Body Shop next door, seven years or 10 years. Um, she's never been anywhere for training. Right. So being having the opportunity to go someplace, have a schedule set up to take subjects that are going to improve her life yeah. and her ability to advance because she wants to go from CSR to a writer. And I certainly want to encourage that. Yeah. And it's great getting uh, Chris and Chad, my guys, here so that they can increase the technical knowledge and, and learn stuff. And the fellowship. I mean, we, we just spent 30 minutes out there busting each other's stones yeah. in person because we're friends. This is what we do. You right. don't get that in the that's, Zoom right. meeting. That's the we, do, we do it on a chat, called. a Facebook chat all the time. Yeah, Facebook chat sucks. Yeah. Uh, right. it's, it's 95% of the experience. No, no it is absolutely not. <laughs> you, you realize who's saying that, though, right? right. right. We're, we're, we're talking about closet boy over here. Yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> exactly. If, and, and here's the thing is, even though we're all, like, fairly close friends, like, he's going to have to go take a nap after this yeah, because it's very overwhelming. him out right now. It's exhausting. It is. I could tell because you're spending so much time concentrating on what we're saying while you're everywhere no i was just checking to see where the storm was it's now a tropical storm they don't it's not even a hurricane honestly in which case i don't want to hear any bitching from the whole hurricane yeah the whole aste experience tropical storm yeah for me it's always the networking yeah yeah me too me too so many people that i I, 
typically only get to see you know a couple times a year. If I'm lucky, some of them only get to see once a year. Right. And these are you know these are a lot of them are wonderful people. Now there's then there's Dutch and yeah. So okay, so just so we're clear, I never liked you either. That's right? okay. I'm just letting okay. you know. It's okay. So uh, the the mastermind, right? The majority of the masterminds here. Yes. Right? Yes. And the ones that aren't will be here soon. Right. Uh, yeah. I think and so. Everybody's going to come. Everybody that's in the mastermind. Not not everybody. I think we had uh, four or five people who couldn't come. But you know, the mastermind is grown so much now i think we're somewhere in the neighborhood of 30 members wow yeah yeah and and so last night we were we were at a a function and it became apparent to me that nobody really knows what it is that we do right what what the group is and what the group does and and i've explained that many times here well of course Um, well and i mean and so the the truth of the matter is right so scott palava started asog what Five, six years ago? Five, oh, five years ago, yeah. Seems right. like so long ago. It does. Oh, my God. It's only five years? Yeah. And so um, I guess we all kind of became moderators one way or another. I met David right when I first joined the group. And then it wasn't long after that that David started a mastermind. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And it was our little group yep. of the, the members that yeah, were So active. you caused this. Yes. Yeah. It's your fault. Well, he was product awesome. testing for is what it was. He, he needed a trial audience right. to see how things are going to work. Number one, can I relate to people well, where I don't want to rush off well, stage and well, vomit? People actually okay, listen good, to me. So I got that answer. <laughs> <All right. laughs> can you I hold a presentation without actually losing my crap? <laughs> if you're going to blame anybody, blame Scott Palava. Why would I blame Scott? He was he was AOL for the, the first year. No, it was more than a year. It was like two and a half, three years. Like he, in, until we got to the point that there was a reason that he thought that he should be involved. Like <laughs> until people liked him. Well, you got to admit, from his perspective, he started something. To, he created something that was a way to vent. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it was just a little Facebook group. And then it grew. And then it grew. Yeah. And then it grew. And it grew. And it grew right. largely because let's. I'm going to say something nice. So hold on to your hearts. All right. Because of you guys. It oh, grew God. because of the efforts. Yeah, look. Just look, his head's swelling outside. Of it wasn't head. me, it was David. <laughs> All right, so David. You guys, it was you I'm guys. I'm not even a moderator in the group. Like, I barely post in there. I if I do, it's so, just to sell tickets to the dinner or AST. Yeah, other than that, to, listen, to get to the, the, the history of the mastermind, though, David David did start it. Yep. And then uh, lots of us joined it. And yeah. We, like we we, we saw tremendous growth and we we, we built lifelong friendships in absolutely there. Yeah. like in ways that yeah. we i mean even people that have gone on you know kyle went on to say hey i don't want to be a shop owner anymore right. but it's, i mean but he is still, still yep. yeah he is still part of the organization yep. that's yep. huge yeah he is so then when 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 david left um or stopped running the mastermind you know there was no mastermind for what i guess uh, about three months yeah three four months yeah and um it's when i i guess did I reach out to you? Did you reach out to me? Well, I had already started bugging Dutch and yep. several right. other people. Yeah. I really wanted to put it back together. Yeah. Right. And then, yeah, I think you called me one day and I said, yeah, you know, this is what Let's I've been wanting to, wanting to do and trying to do for some yeah. time now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so really. Hey, David, I wonder if there was any sheet that would have what ASOG does that we could hand people. 
you know, that would explain everything that you said. A flyer, I, I don't know, would you, that might would have you, a... Would you just email it to him? Please? No, no, him, I happen to have it. this. He has he, piles of them. I have piles of them. I don't like it. <laughs> we don't he's need like, that. we don't need that. We don't need that. You don't need that. Everybody knows you know, who we're about. We don't honestly, need that. I hate to admit this, but he already told me the story. <laughs> Dutch tell a story? Dutch told a story. I go, yeah. I told, it was a narrative. A narrative. A narrative. Okay. I didn't make, I'm the most truthful out of everybody here. Do you oh have a TLDR God. version that you can give him? <laughs> I have a TLDR version that I can give him. I have a lot of things in TLDR that you're going to need. Don't you put know? your yeah. fingers up. Don't yeah. There's cameras. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, the, the vision of this really became... A, helping shop owners, yes, right? Like correct. That's really at the right. end of the day what this right. is because we've all been exactly where a lot of these people are. And so the question was posed yesterday, well, what do you guys get out of it? Uh, we get to help people. Right. Right? Like this, this, is, this is this is what we do. This is what that, – so that's where the kicks come from. Certainly there has to be some servitude in your life. Yeah. You know, so – you pick the thing that you know that you can do to help somebody. And I, well, I've been in that situation. I'm yeah, like, dude, my God, I wish I'd had somebody tell me some of this stuff years before I figured it out on my own. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree 110%. And, and I, I think that if I had learned from somebody else's mistakes, boys, it wouldn't have been nearly as painful. See, you should have known me when I started. Of course, you were only four at the time, so I don't know that you would have paid any attention. Know, right? for, for what? Four years old. Attention. Sure about that? Yeah, and maybe seven at the, the, the <laughs> tops because I started in the night. I wasn't even sure he was born. <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. You know. That was that was for me the biggest issue was that I came in because I screwed up a lot and I yeah. literally cost myself and my family tens of thousands of dollars in mistakes from hiring wrong coaches from doing buying the wrong equipment for making the wrong choices and i didn't want to see anybody else do that so i think that's that's the whole point though that you know we all did stupid things and they cost us a lot and 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 could have cost us our businesses or even our our homes or whatever our families right right we've seen a lot of people that have almost lost families over this right and 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 i actually have some some people that were working to help Right now, that you know, they're they're in terrible financial shape. Yeah, right. Well, you know, I, I was talking to somebody just the other day, and, and the the reason the whole conversation came up last night uh, was I was talking to a friend of mine named Randall, and Randall said like, "Hey, what what is ASOC? What? Well, it, it's a Facebook group, right? I'm like, well, yeah, it is a Facebook group. That's it's where it more, started, but it's a lot more than mm-hmm. just a Facebook group, right? There's more to it than that. And I think we're all trying to make it more all the yeah, time. Absolutely. Well, and so you know, I was talking to Randall, and he said, "Hey, he said, you know, here I am. I'm from California, and I'm talking to this guy about a product, and he's he's literally telling me on the telephone, man." I went out and I got a loan to buy this business. I, I put 50000 in the OPEX account. I thought that that was going to be enough, and I was just going to sit back and watch the dollars grow. And he's like, now I'm down to 20000 and I'm saying like, uh-oh, what do I do now? Like it's going the wrong direction. How do I make this work? And he said, hey, you should reach out to Lucas because I think Lucas is in North Carolina. You're in North Carolina. And the guy says, hey, I've known Lucas for 25 years, right? Like we've been friends for a long time. He was there when I got started in all this. And this guy was a technician that that turned into an owner. So we had an hour conversation the other day. And I said, look, I said, you should really be at ASTE. 
But if you're not going to be at ASE, you've got to start being involved in the solution because you can't just sit here and fix cars and expect the business to fix itself. Well, it's the, re- not the reality happen. is, you know, running a, a business has very little to do with fixing the cars. Yeah. There's there's so much more to business that, that doesn't, uh, doesn't really apply um, in that we need to be focused on things that have nothing to do with fixing the cars. Yeah. We, we hire the people to fix the cars and we run and fix the business. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and look, so just like Cassandra, right? Like right. that's, that's right. where this started. Some right. of our friends reached out and said, Hey, I've got a shop that needs help. Let's help them. Right? right. And so we got them in the mastermind and, and they had really been fixing cars. Yep. Mm-hmm. That yep. was the extent of what they were doing. Fixing cars. Yep. Dutch went and saw them, right? Mm-hmm. Like you went and saw them yep. first. What kind of condition do you think, you know, starting out? Pandemonium. I mean, it, it was, everything was frantic. Right. Stress was through the roof. Uh, you know, Cassandra's husband uh, was spinning. I mean, you could see smoke out of his ears. The frustration, the stress that he was feeling, um, the lack of understanding of why he was as busy as he was, but they weren't making the type of money that they were making. And, and, you know, that was when I was there, they were, I assigned some, them some, some homework and they, they were so far into it that they couldn't step out of it for a second and say, okay, let's refocus what it is we want to do. Um, but you guys were persistent and I give you a lot of credit for that because, um, do you think that's a skill that needs to be learned? Absolutely. Taking a step back and look, trying to just absolutely. assess the situation. Yeah, but, I mean, don't you do that when you're working on a car? Yeah. If you're in the middle of a diagnostic process and you're like, you're hitting your head up against the wall and you're like, I need to stop, take a step back, reassess what I've done. What do I know is known good? What do I know hasn't been checked? But the well, I mean, why of, not apply it to the business? I don't because get it. The, the depth of involvement is not the same, and you have an emotional connection to the survivability. I mean, you have an emotional connection to the, to the to the car. No, like you know, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah you're POS. You make you make a mean. No, you don't think so. It's no. not. It's not nearly the same. I mean, when you, when you're under the gun because you don't know if you're going to be able to make your rent or mortgage payment, you don't know how you're going to to to, but to get groceries. I, I get that part, but it's all that it's, weight comes to bear, and that's not there when you're working on the car. You, but well, I, 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 the difference, though, I would say is if you're if you're stuck on a diag that is then backing your entire shop up because this car needs to be figured out, and you're you're the only person because I think that was their situation, mm-hmm. like. So the, the but, husband was the only one that was like doing the hardcore diagnostics or whatever. And, the, and, and so he's stuck on this car and he knows there's like all these oil changes and brake jobs and this car's just still piling in. And that, the fact that he's not going to be able to touch any of these other vehicles, he's got all this backing up, parts are coming in, whatever. And he doesn't see any money coming in the door and all he can focus on or all he knows is I just need to get this diagnostic out, out done and out the door. You would think that he'd go, okay, I need to reassess, take a step back, and then why not apply that to the rest? And well, say, too far in it. Yeah, you're, you're you've panicking. Seen techs. Yeah, yeah, you're panicking. You're panicking, and you've seen techs who will not give up on a car until it gets it, done. This it, one hour's worth of stuff becomes a three-and-a-half-hour challenge. And, and that's what, what happens. You get so fixated, you, your vision becomes tunnel vision on what it is you're doing, and you don't have the ability – 
to step back and say, unless you force yourself so and develop that it's, skill. It's his, comparison, his comparison is, is kind of valid because that's exactly what you see some of the, some of the people that are in trouble do. Yeah. You know, they just keep pounding at what isn't working. Yeah. Right. Well, and, and it's fear, right? Let's right. think about this yeah. for a minute. It's fear because if you let up, right, even if you're going the wrong direction, the, the thing is you're driving down a road. And but, the, but all I'm saying is that the best diagnosticians or at least good diagnosticians know when they've hit that wall and to take a step back, get some outside input, get some. Right. How but the, often in, in their but mind. Hold on, hold on. How often are these these guys posting on Dag.net or IATN or Facebook groups to ask questions going, I've hit a wall. I need to take but a step back. You don't see that. But they don't do it with their businesses. You don't businesses. see that ownership. That's exactly well, but right. Because it's embarrassing, right? It's embarrassing. Because Let's I, be real I, about it. To I, them, how is it not embarrassing that if you're like a like alpha tech, super diagnostician, uh, galore technician, all of a sudden, like, hey, I can't figure out why this thing won't idle. It's right. more socially acceptable. We've set the tone that that's what we do. But in shop ownership, we've not set that tone. In other right. words, in, in the diagnostic circles, the thing is, is, hey, ask somebody get out there and yeah. talk and gain yeah. information go, yeah, go to identifix right shop owners yeah. and and for the longest time right like i remember the iatn days boys you dare not ask a question on iatn right. you get right you, you get get real quick. Yeah. 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 and so we set it up that you just didn't right we we set that as the bar so then then you're running around calling your friends on the on the dl going hey oh, right. can you help me out with this right well and, and you know dutch and i talk about this all the time we, we've got a mutual friend and he's like man can you believe that asshole just got on there and and basically gloated about how great he was instead of being like, hey, you know, that's I really to awesome. know this friend. He's a uh, friend of mine as well. <laughs> Come on now. Right? He's, right. he's a good guy, though. But to David's point. <laughs> Me? No. What did I know? No, no. No. To, to David's point where David said, the, the, you know, the, the good clinician, the good diagnostician knows to step back. Well, he wasn't born that way. He didn't come yeah. out of the shell automatically having that knowledge. It took time for him to gain that knowledge. Hey, I, I really ought to, there's a bit of self-awareness that he had to get. Yeah. Some, so, some sort of seminal event had to happen. He had to have an epiphany where he said, you know, what I'm doing just isn't working yeah. for me. Let me step back. And that's when it came to him. But the, the, the lead technicians in a lot of these shops is the shop owner. And Correct. all I'm saying is that that skill, that exact skill that they, they daily apply to the diagnostic process, they do not do. The, the, they the, don't transfer that over to the business going, you know, at the end of the month, I started with 50000 well, in the account, in my well, OPEX account. Three months later, I'm down to $20,000, and I haven't stopped to, to just take a step back and go, what the hell did I just do? Well, but but here, think about this for a minute, though. What happens is they're holding on for dear life, right? Un unlike going down the wrong road in your car where you just back up and say, I went down the wrong road. Not if you're a man. Right. <laughs> well, in, in their mind, they can't back up. In their mind, they can't, like, hey, this is. So here's the thing. Do or die. As technicians, what do we do? How do we become technicians? We we go and get training. Yeah. But how do we become shop owners? Well, we just go out and hang a sign and get our business license, yeah. and here we go. We're good. Business We're, cards we start handing them out. Yeah. So we there's zero education, mm -hmm. and most of the time there's nearly zero education available to them. Or if if there that was the case before, now. 
there are opportunities, but you have to you know have to look for them. Well, yeah, there are a lot more opportunities expensive. now than when I started. I'll tell you that. Certainly. Right. Well, and and you know, I, I had a real issue with one of the the other groups that's out there, and I'm, I would never talk bad about another organization. <laughs> oh, sure, anyone. you would. I've heard you. I know, right? Just <laughs> to you, though. Pretty but, sure I know what we're talking about there. But you know, we're. We're looking at an organization that says, go out and start a shop, go out and do your own thing, go out and, you know, you're going to make all this money, yeah. but there's no backup behind it. And there right. were, there was advice given that was things like, Hey, go out and get this 97% interest loan and, and buy this tool. Because You'll never you're be, be able, able to repay it, but right. you don't, you don't need to know that right well, now. And, 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 you know, they don't share that they get kickbacks right. on it and they make money right. and it's about them making money. Now, look, you do you boo boo like do what you want. Well, there's that's, nothing wrong with making money. I mean, that's that's the goal, but right. not when you're trampling people to do so. But but I guess my problem is is that there's another group that's encouraging people to go start shops, and and there's no basis for learning. There's no basis for how to do it, right? And so I think that's why ASOG is so unique because we've really said like, hey, we've got the starting an auto shop, yep, and then we've got ASOG, yep, we've got the Mastermind 101, yep. which is like, hey. If nothing else, we're going to give you the good basis of where to start. Like, here's the basic. We numbers. really love the one-on-one because it takes the the one and two-person shops and says, "Listen, this this is how you build the foundation." Right. And and once you've got that foundation built, yeah. we'll we'll move you over into the other group and we'll we'll, we'll teach you a little more. Right. So, and then the whole purpose is to get them to a coach. Absolutely. That, that our, is a our good goal fit. has never been to to be in the coaching business at all. Right. What we want to do is keep them from crashing and burning. Yeah. And then get them on a solid foundation where they have a little money. Yeah. Now, now we can afford to pay a coach, and the coach can help you grow. We can get them to the training yeah. events. We you can. know, and hopefully you're coming back to to give back into the group. And we've had we've had a lot of people yeah. do that. The the biggest issue for me there's there's two key things that make ASOG special. Number one, there's zero conflict of interest. Yeah. Because there's no financial incentive for any of this. Right. Mark and, and his team in Mastermind and you guys, you're not getting paid. This is not a revenue stream where you're we're promoting something. Wait a minute. That's not what you promised me. <laughs> <laughs> we're supposed to talk about that later. Okay. Okay. Uh, that was under the table money. All right. And the second is through the servant's heart. Yeah. I mean, you can say anything you want about the different personalities that are involved and the conflicts that arise in those personalities. But ultimately, it comes down to this. We have the same vision of moving the industry and the shops that are in it forward. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so, it's know, good that, for all of us, right? Right. Yeah. Absolutely. You know. And you, you can't, how do you, you know, the, that's why I push so hard to make sure there is not any hint, even a scintilla of hint of impropriety about ASOG no. and money. Right. Because, and why I get really passionate about it when people start uh, assailing it, because I'm the one with the books. Right. And I'm telling you, I zealously guard that. There's never, I'm willing to open up. It's a 501c3. They're available through the government. You can get them. We, everything is to the letter and nobody takes it any personal money. No, no. I'm, I'm, and you know, I don't know anybody here that absolutely, I, that's not what I'm here for. I don't, yeah, we don't, don't need, want it. I mean, as bad as it sounds, we don't really need it. I don't need right? it. Right. I don't want your money. That's not what, that's not what this I is need about. The money. No, you don't. Send me the money. You don't need the money. Well, and put it back in the closet. (laughs) So, so here we are. We're we're what six months in with Cassandra, right? Is that right? Yeah. And and I have to say that yeah, I was hoping you'd circle back. Uh, They have just done an amazing job turning themselves around. 
Yeah. Well, really I mean, amazing. Good yeah. for them. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, it was pretty dire straits. Yeah, oh, it was, right? it was and, and definitely dire ugly, straits. In yeah. fact, if you'd ask her today, she would tell you that, you know, we were we were weeks away from just losing it all. Right, and didn't even know it. No. Didn't and, even know it. And, and, and it was a, a very difficult thing to push them past that point. You know, they were like, that's not going to work here. You don't know these people here. The, there's no money here. Yeah. And, of course, that's the same story that we, that we hear. Every, everybody says every it. Yeah. Always heard. Everybody yeah. says Always heard it. But um, so we had, a, we had a private meeting with them one day, and, and we told them, you know, you, you, you've got to change. Just, just trust me just a, a little bit. Give me, give me two weeks. Right. Give me two weeks. And, and do what I tell you to do for two weeks. And if it doesn't work, I, I promise you, if it doesn't work, then anything you lost, I will pay out of my pocket to you. Right. Yep. So they did. They gave us, they gave us two weeks. Well, it didn't take two weeks. Right. Cassandra, right. after, I, I think she, eight or nine days, she, yeah. she's like, oh my God, things are working. Right. It's, it's, it's turning around and we're right. not getting the pushback that we thought we were going to get. And just, the most amazing things are happening. Right. Well, I mean, it was it was paying for parts when they came in because the accounts were closed. Right. And right. trying to balance the cash flow. It was things like predatory loans right. that were so expensive. And, and you know, and, uh, you know I, I want to I touch on that just a second. When, when we're talking about these predatory loans, I, I've got a, a, a new member. And those poor people have uh, three Oh my God! And they're paying out. Well, let's just say in excess of a thousand dollars a week. Yeah. To pay this money back in a situation that they don't have a thousand dollars a week. Right. And and the problem is, is just like everyone else that has a, a a struggling shop. Yeah. They don't know what they don't know. Yeah. And what they didn't know was they were taking customer supply parts, and there was no no difference in the price for the labor. Right. We'll, we'll just give you no warranty, and we all know that doesn't really work. No, no. And and they were. Um, I think their their average gross profit margin for parts was about fifteen percent. Oh my god! So things were bad, and and on top of that, the they were they're not charging nearly enough for labor. Right. So now we've got you know the the perfect storm to to, yeah. to really destroy them. So these folks are behind on their bills, and you know they, they don't know where to go. And that's the thing. That's the message that we want to get out. Yeah. But before well, you get to the point that you don't know where to go, come come to us. We we we, we want to help you. Right. Well, and and you know it, it's it's very much like we've seen time and time and time again, and and you know we've even seen this in the group. It's like in their mind, the solution is more space, bigger shop, more cars, and that's not the solution, right? Like we know, and 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 to speak to it. Listen, I, I know every coaching company out there says that they've got the secret sauce. Right. They've got the right. answer. The, the only difference between coaching companies is the personalities which provide the coaching. The reality is, is, is for the most part, what the mastermind and what ASOG provides is enough haptic feedback or information 
that is the same thing that have been has been running automotive repair industry businesses for years and years and years. It's not some like super secret model. It's not some hidden uh, the the fifty one blends of secret spices and herbs or whatever. There's very little that's new. I mean, the technology yeah, changes, but right. in the actual running of the business, is very very little that's new in the auto repair business. I mean, it really isn't. It's the same basic steps in order to establish a foundation that you can build upon. And those steps haven't changed. So our, our friend Jim Moore from California, yeah. one, one of the mastermind members, it's, it's funny what you just said. He, um, I think they expanded five or six times yeah. trying to make more money. Well, each time there was no more money made. They just got bigger. Right. And, and they didn't see a path out. They were never going to be able to retire. Yeah. So now Jim's here now. Uh, somewhere and now they they're able to to do the things that they want to do they take trips with their families they're taking time off they cut out all that crazy let's work on saturdays let's work later and and, and all that now we're down to you know five days a week like it ought to be yeah you know some some would say four but that's an argument for a different day right um so Jim, Jim's made a huge turnaround, and that's the way that they made it. They, they found out, hey, you know, all this time, we just thought we needed more work, more work, more work, instead of making money on the work that we were doing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I mean, it, it's here's the thing is, is I think the reason it is shied away from is because it actually takes a little bit of finesse. It takes a little bit of work. It, it's, it, you have to recognize that you are not necessarily your, necessarily your client's well, friend. You're doing what's best for them, but it may not be what they want. Right. Right. And as a professional, that's your job. It's your job to show them and it's your job to be able to make enough money. You can take care of them. I remember when, when I started working on fixing my business, one of the big issues I had was I didn't want to charge people more. But I didn't realize that I couldn't warranty the repair if I needed to. I didn't realize that, hey, if I need to get them a rental car, I didn't make enough money in the job that I could do it. I didn't realize that, hey, if I had to buy other parts because I made a mistake, I couldn't do it. If I needed to get them a hotel room somewhere, I could not be the provider that I wanted to be because I wasn't making any money. And instead, I thought that that meant that I was doing a good job for my client. But in turn, what I was doing was a really cruddy job for my client. Right. You're doing them a disservice. Exactly. For sure. Absolutely. 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 Oh, it speaks. Absolutely. <laughs> wait, wait. Does, does, he, does he work on cars? No, he I do not, not work on cars here. No, no, does, no. Does, he, does, he own a, does he own a business? Does he do anything? I'm not trying to find that out. I don't think so. I see him on the, on the internet a lot, though. Yeah. Hey, I, very interesting. There's a there's a lot of videos, and it, and it's not just one video, right? All of his employees will show you a video of David from time to time. I'm sure they like, will. You want to know what David does? <laughs> <laughs> you want to know what David does? And they come in and they show you a video, and it's him just like watching a video on YouTube, laughing away, and they'll just stand there and video him for ten minutes, and he's just sitting at his computer playing on the internet. You know, it's like. What are you doing? Why are you in here? You know, Get back to work. It's so funny because uh, they used to they used to ask me who who is that guy, right? Who, who is he? Where did he come from, right? But uh, we we'd see David, you know, on the on the what were we doing? We were doing, I think, Friday nights or Saturday nights on the original Mastermind. Yeah, Sunday nights. Yeah. Well, Sunday, Sunday nights. Sunday nights. Yeah, Sunday nights. Why are you going to the shop 
on Sunday night to see what this dude has to say. I said, right. you know, you, you, again, you don't know what you don't know. Well, and, and here's the thing is, is I, I hate to say this in front of him, but we should probably just, I think I can mute him do so that. he can't let's, hear let's his, right? Careful, but, careful. I've got old video, Lucas, completely clean shaven, yeah. short hair, there's, there's no a shirt. Reason I call him no boy. shirt. Boy. <laughs> but, but, you know, in all seriousness, David. Just yakking away. David is... <laughs> David is an intellect of a different level, right? Like he has the He's ability. He's definitely to, at a different level. Yeah. <laughs> not exactly sure. <laughs> you you but, realize that did not come out right, right? Or maybe it did. No, no, no. That's not right. It was intentional, dear. Different level. Yeah. That, I didn't it. say if it was higher or I'm, lower. I'm curious. Break, break it down. What, what's the what's the problem? Because the, the fixing the business is just a math thing. Like you, like you were just saying. No, fixing the business is a lot more than math. It is absolutely 100 thousand percent a math problem that's Bullshit. all it is no no, no you I just no have to make no. you just have to make money on the work that comes in the door so so my, then that becomes a cost how right. much money do i need to make this is the price that i should be paying but the, or the charging. issue here david is people won't get out of their own way i tell folks all the time i can tell you in five minutes how to fix this is struggling businesses now. Don't don't take it the wrong way. Mm. I can tell you in five minutes how to fix everything you got going on. Yeah. But it's gonna take me five months to convince you to start doing it. Exactly. Well, okay, well, that's what I'm saying. So it's though. a person the, problem. It's the a, it's five a, minute thing, right, the the math, you like sit down and right. go, okay, you've got this much in expenses, this is how much it's gonna cost you in labor and parts. Let's calculate this out. This is how much you need to take home in salary. And this is the month, right. how much you need to make in profit so you can pull in a retainer, so, uh, right. retain, uh, retained earnings or whatever. That ends up being a math problem. That's just you the calculate that, out. that is not fixing the business. I'm observing I, something. But it, but you haven't fixed anything without buy-in. You haven't fixed anything well, but, with action. But, and okay, what but that's what, is, that's what I'm saying, though. That's what I'm saying. Is don't, I can don't, tell don't, you. Don't make him have a heart attack. All I'm saying is you sit down and you say, okay, let's look at this break job. At the end of the day, this break job needs to be $672.88. Go charge that. Where where's the disconnect? They look at that number and they go, "What?" The disconnect is easily found. It's right between their ears. Yeah, it's emotional. They, I, it's can't, emotional I can't. I can't charge that. I can't my charge customers that. won't accept it. Right. Not in my area. That's right. too expensive. The guy down the streets. Well, I mean, it's yep. the it's the same thing as you. You know, we've been over it over and over again. Like you can look at the numbers and you can just like say, "Hey, I can do this, 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 and this," and the business works. And you just do that, right? Like you're very unique in that way. But yet you're still over here putting, you know, trying to rebuild Jeez. engines in the shop. You know, good description, unique. Oh, we stopped doing that, dear. Yeah, I, after how many months of me being like, "What are you doing?" That, that Hemi broke me. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like we said over and over again, like, "Why are you doing this? Nobody you know, else does this. You're the time, only one that rebuilds engines in house." Every but time why, he you struggled, it was on a Chrysler product. It was. Have you noticed that? <laughs> yeah. Every single time. No, we had a Toyota that, that came in, and they never How started do you rebuilds. On a Toyota. I don't even understand. Uh, we put this thing. We did a cylinder head on a Toyota. It was an older Toyota that became the rule if it's got x amount of miles it gets a whole new engine again new rule but anyway we threw a head on this car it leaves ritz running the nines the guy like i don't know four or five months later hadn't changed his oil but whatever comes in he's like it's making a racket so what he's telling you is 
that he learns lessons by it costing him a lot of money. Oh, yeah. It's so always, he's a mastermind member. Right. <laughs> and it cost myself quite a bit. The, what, and what ended up failing was the this was an older engine. It's the balance shaft assembly. The bearings inside the balance shaft assembly mm-hmm. broke apart. And so that balance shaft was just sitting there just crunching yeah, away, so. dumping metal into the oil. So we, we thought there was something wrong with our engine. After we had, but it didn't. It was didn't start off as a rebuild. We disassemble it, and we found the broken part, and we're like. But at that point, the guys already paid us to do a cylinder head job, and the timing, and all that, this, that, and the other. The problem is always like, how do you come back and go? This wasn't on us. Here's your disassembled so, engine. So Either we pay, own the pay us. Yeah, then I end up owning the car at that point there, and you just end up okay. So, I, but you tell them. I tell every single one of these. People, <laughs> listen, this did not come apart on me. Right. One, you took a little too long to change the oil, but never mind that. I don't think that was even the issue. I think this thing was just old. All of a sudden, we got everything above this this balance shaft assembly nice and tight, running the nines, perfect. The one thing we didn't touch, so, the one thing we didn't mess with, same thing with that Hemi. The one part I didn't replace, so where did the you, one thing I didn't touch, decides to explode. Where did you fail giving your customer value there? Have you figured that one out? Yeah, well, yeah, I, I made the mistake in, in bothering to dick around with an engine that had 200,000 miles on it. And yeah, I think he was the one that goes, oh, I would have sold them all an engine yeah, that many the, miles. There's you know, no sense in, that's in when you messing with it. wisdom. Well, yeah. and, and, you know, yeah, yeah. Here, here's the thing is, is it wasn't maybe a month or two before that he calls me and he says hey we're 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 uh, running into an issue we've we've put this motor together and i'm like you put this what put this motor together and he's like do that <laughs> right and he's like it doesn't have any oil pressure and like i'm sure the pump's good and i'm sure this and and then like later in the day he calls me and he's like you know they didn't check the main bearing clearance like, huh? He's like, what's it mean when you tighten down the plastic gauge and it looks the same when it comes back out? <laughs> I don't know which one was that one. I don't uh, remember that It one. was a Chrysler product, too. <laughs> Imagine that. And so, <laughs> remember you said that it was mains and rods? And, and so, he's like, I'm going to put mains and rods in. I'm like, whoa, no, 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 no. Don't do that. Do not do that. I don't remember that one. It was one that yeah. did not have oil pressure upon completion. Unless it's mine, it's, it's, no, yeah, it's, it's not, not getting touching it. No, it's not even getting torn down, yeah. right? I don't, I don't know. I don't remember that one. I know we had a Ford. We had a Ford come in, and we I think we did chains on it. It came back with codes, and we had done chains. I think we did it like we pulled the head off for some reason. I think it was to take to fix the exhaust studs or something anyway we disassemble put it back together i ended up calling tanner and and tanner's like he or he just like kind of messaged me and he goes i remember that that whole you you put put several posts out about it yeah i just i couldn't like everything was like there was no reason why this thing kept throwing codes out and tanner's like hey how many miles this thing have like this that and the other and he's like I'm just telling you right now, dude, you're gonna have to put an engine in this thing. There's, you're not gonna be able to fix this without, without either doing a delete. But even then, he's like, I, I wouldn't mess with it. And yeah, I mean, we just we bit the bullet and put an engine in it and fixed it. How much did that cost you for that little bit of wisdom? Um, so the guy bought the engine. I put it in for free. Damn, wisdom's expensive. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. Right? It's always engines too. Flipping engines. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, 
So uh, it's almost like they should make you know somebody remanufacture them. And not mess with it. Yeah, that that that's the that's the name of the game now. Just uh, I don't know. Now now I'm thinking we just did this Hyundai. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> we took the no no we we took the head off and he's head gas. Well, his, his his anxiety levels starting to come yeah. now that we're saying how many miles he's gonna have to take two naps hundred hundred and forty. Uh, 114. It's out of warranty. It, it was, it's, listen, but it, it was blown, blown up. It was, uh, it was blown up. I don't care what he said. It was blown up when it drove in. And it, blew a, it blew the head gasket on number one cylinder without overheating. But that, that the, still doesn't the, answer the question. Why would you do that? Why, well, why would we, you take the, this car apart? Well, the warranty company wanted us to disassemble it. And oh, so we called the customer. All the time. Oh, we called the customer and said, hey, if they don't cover this, it's going to be like $1,200 or $1,300 for us to take the cylinder head off to show that it's blown. Uh, and, and she's like, okay, we'll go ahead and do it. She's like, I'm pretty sure the warranty company will cover this. <laughs> the warranty company had told her she had coverage. This was the one that we yeah. disassemble it. We call it in. They go, oh, the warranty's been canceled. Yeah. What? Well, we don't know. Just as the customer called it in and canceled it. The customer knew the car was here. Tearing it, We were tearing it apart. Why would she cancel it? Call the customer and she's like, yeah, it looks like it got canceled. I don't know what to do. Anyway, your 2014. How's, how's your new Hyundai? <laughs> <laughs> I, listen, after this week. She's still right. making payments on this thing. Like, it's yeah. just sitting in my shop now. Like I said, how's your new Hyundai? Yeah, no, right. After the, after the last two weeks. We are no longer taking aftermarket warranties at all. Yeah, we we're not. We, we, we just you know, we just yeah. put a policy in place. Yeah, we're we we're it, it, it really? is so. Yep. It, was, it, it got to a point where we're fighting all I, the time. I have got six of them in the shop right now, and then and they'll 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 actually tell your customers that you're ripping them off. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, and and where we're at, we we've got a couple in the shop right now. We had a Mazda in, we had some other stuff in and, and the Mazda, right? Like you can see on the time and chain guide, like you can literally see there's that much between the guide and the chain. And they're like, we don't see a problem. Yeah. No and problem then they either. come out, they send the, the person out to evaluate it. The guy they, who hasn't worked on cars right. in 25 years. Right. Yeah. And he says, I, no, I don't need any more pictures. You've sent all the pictures we need. And then as soon as he gets back, he turns in his information. They said, no, 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 no. We need more pictures. We need you to take it back apart again before we can tell you if we're going to give you coverage. And it's, it, it is a con constant push yeah. and shove and, and there's, there's just no money to be made once you, once you I, don't, I don't even care about I, the have, money i mean have, i'm talking about months and right. we're talking about like just tons of time and, and they're um, predators i'll get out I, I do agree with you on most of them the carmax ones like we don't have any issues with them 97 percent of the time we, we just don't have any issues with them. you call it in they're like oh okay we ran into an issue on our bends the lin communication <laughs> wire that fed communications to the control module a section of wire about a foot long underneath the power brake booster was bad wiggle it drop communication fans would go 100 percent. it was just a foot section of wire the tech had tracked it down it goes from here to here i've got a bad section of wire here we called the warranty company and only said we got a it's it's x now the only thing they didn't they didn't reimburse us was the the diag and the diet took a little bit of time. So, you know, like we called it in and said, we need time for this. We need to disassemble this. We need, they paid it. And so the client paid the diag. 
Of kind of, no, we ate the dying. Yeah, the extra but, like, see that that's the thing. You you are giving them a you are giving into them, which allows them to do whatever they want. Right, you're you know, just giving them what they want. So they'll. they'll I mean, say, we got a little bit back on the return, but I'm just saying, like you know, like there there is a little bit of gamemanship in there. Like, yeah, but it's that. so much well, work. Play games to get paid. It, it's yeah, so much that. work. And 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 dude, I'm telling you, like I've literally watched. So so Jade. Ryan's girlfriend, who works on the front counter now, she's CSR. Yeah. Shannon and I were out of town this week, right? And and I came back, and she said, "Lucas, she said I've been in the the veterinary field for years, and and I deal with very complex cases. I've dealt with very complex insurance companies for pet insurance. I've dealt with you know very upset animal owners and yeah. and the whole nine yards." And she said. I have never seen something so complex that is clearly set up. She's like, it's obvious. She's like, it is obviously a racket against the, the right. person with the warranty. Yeah, how do you think these these companies got so big? Yep, got, right. got all the money they have. I mean, it, you it's know, a rip. It wasn't afford to be able to have nationwide commercials in prime time. Right. It, 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 it was not from making money. Claims. Yeah. Yeah. I promise yeah. you, it wasn't from paying claims. Yeah. Well, I mean, they they have a loss ratio. We've talked about this before. They have a loss ratio, and most of them is thirty percent. They will not lose over thirty percent on your contract. They will come up with some reason. Oh yeah. And, and, you know, I just don't think that you can, I don't think that you can win at that game because it is only a matter of time well, before they throw you slap on how, how can you win at the game anyway if you're having to pay somebody to sit there and deal yeah. with these people hour after hour after hour? I just yeah. don't, you know, we don't, we're not, not going to staff ourselves. Yeah, four-hour hold time, five-hour right. hold time. We're not going to staff ourselves. So a lot of them have moved to online thing. claims, though. You you submit all the stuff online, and then, I mean, the customer just has to wait and say, hey, everything's submitted. We're just waiting back for an answer from usually we hear within 24 hours. And so that has smoothed out. Yeah, but that's only, that is only if you give in to their financial demands. Right. If so, you push and you say, this is what we charge and this is how much we're going to get for this, they will absolutely not do it. Right. And so yeah. then you, you end up inflating your labor it, rate and you have to, you've got to manage. It's almost like telling a lie, right? Because now, telling a lie. right that's, that's now you're problem. having, you're having to work that lie to remember what you told this person versus this person, because now you've got to work that warranty well, company. We don't, we're not, I mean, we don't have to do any of that garbage. Like, you well, know, if you raise your rate, if, if you were to get paid the same, if, if a client walked in the door and said, hey, I need this uh, BMW uh, diagged, I need to figure out what's going on with this network, and you were to charge them the same amount, if, if they had a warranty company as they didn't, then you have to, you have to play games with the warranty company. Absolutely. You do, yeah. you do, yeah, I mean, you do have to eat some upfront the the idea though of course is gaining the customer i mean that's why you do any of it otherwise if you're just doing a warranty just to do the work to keep yourself busy how'd that work out for the dealers how'd that work out for the dealers what happened to the dealers when their warranty went out the Did dealerships they, yeah does the car still go back to the, the dealer for warranty a lot well the, that's, for, that's what for, they i mean if if you listen to like the chris collins stuff that's what that oh, dude please. preaches like that's what he preaches the idea is to keep them to keep them in the network. As soon as the car's out of warranty and those the repairs start to get a little bit, you push them back back into the sales department for them to buy another car and then circle so, back around. So that's my point. Does does the consumer continue to go back once it's out of warranty? Do they continue to have loyalty to that repair shop? Not likely. 
I don't think I so. want the warrant. My customers? No, I'm saying when you have a new car, you're you're saying that if I treat this client really well and I honor their warranty, then when the warranty's out, I have earned a client. I would say I'm about forty percent retention on those customers. So what what was a? It, de- it really depends on the customer because some. I think I, I have to. It, it's a it's a math so thing. So yeah. what does a what does a, a customer acquisition cost you per customer? Versus how much do you lose dealing with this warranty company that you're on a save forty percent of the customers? That's, but that's the same. I'm, but I I understand what you're saying. I, if I retain about forty percent of those customers. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I need to look at is typically, typically the repairs are not four hour diags on a link communication on a Mercedes with a broken wire that it was inside the harness or anything like that. Let's let's say it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a leaking water pump. It's a leaking timing chain cover. It's a $3,500 job and I can do them all day long and they just come in and as soon as the car's out of warranty. Now the, why it says 40, it's about 40% is because. 60 of them go back to the dealer, go buy another car and get another extended warranty. And I don't may not see them back into the network, but a lot of them keep their cars. And the ones that do, once they're out of warranty, they're out of warranty, but they keep coming back in and they keep repairing the vehicles and the you know mileage starts pushing. I had a conversation with an uh, older lady. It was her first car after her husband died. And this was my first vehicle that I've owned. My husband used to handle all this, it was that kind of conversation. And it was a 2015 Jeep Grand Cherokee that she drives maybe, I don't know, five or 6,000 miles a year. I mean, it barely gets driven. And, you know, same Jeep Grand Cherokee problems, time covers leaking, uh, racks leaking, just stuff like that, right? And, and she's she was worried because the warranty was up, not on mileage, but on time. Right. And, and she's like, I think I'm going to have to go buy another car and get another extended warranty. They won't extend my warranty well, out further. I wanted to pay and buy more warranty, but they, they said they weren't willing. So I said, why would you do that? That's insane. I said, just what you were paying in car payments and whatever, just put it aside. But these warranties are so lucrative to the dealer. Oh, yeah. No, I get that. They're, they're making so much money. And so these F&I people, they go through training after training after training to learn to sell you this warranty yeah, because yeah. they make a ton. They do. There's, there's something I want to bring up that ha- hasn't been discussed, and I'd been waiting listening to podcasts when you guys were discussing this, and that is that you're skirting legality. All right, You are running the razor's edge of the law. If you have two customers with the same vehicle, we're just assuming, and one customer has got an extended warranty, and the other one doesn't. And you and, charge it two different And prices. you charge two different prices. It's discriminatory pri- uh, trade practices. Yeah. You cannot discriminate against someone for owning a an aftermarket or extended warranty by raising the labor rate. Now, you can say there's an administrative fee. Right. Because they keep us on the phone and because they do this or do this, you're, before you, you set expectations at the counter, we're going to charge you an extra hour or two hours or whatever it is, or we are going to charge you a fee of X amount of time that we spend with them on the phone. But I can't turn to David and say, oh, your rate's $150 an hour as a walk-in and yours is $170. Well, shops that charge a different fee because you bring in a Porsche versus a Chevrolet. No, because you can demonstrate through labor guides that there's more and that there's more work involved with the Porsche than there is in the Chevrolet. Okay, but you're charging a per hour fee, so 
presumably based on your scenario, my argument would be that I'm not charging a per hour fee. This is just a number that I use to calculate so my what, overall price. And the numbers that we punch in to calculate our all over price are all over the place. It just depends on the work every that we're time doing. I've I don't have a set labor rate for anything. Anytime I've spoken with, and I don't deal with extended warranties and I haven't for years. So perhaps it's changed within the last few years. But anytime in my experience that I've ever spoken with um, an extended warranty company, one of the first questions they ask, aside from mileage, et cetera, is what is your labor rate? Yeah. They want to know what your labor rate is, all right? Because based on the labor rate, and they want to know how you arrived at that. No, well, they, 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 they ask. never asked me that. But that they, they run on a very antiquated pricing model. I 100% agree on that. One hour of Diag for every single problem in the car, this, that, and the other. I, I understand that. That becomes a difficulty. But when you sit down and you say, I'm going to have maybe three hours of diagnostic time. This is the conclusion we came up with. This is the repair. These are the additional items that need to be repaired on the vehicle over and past what the customer's concern is. My overall ticket is going to be $6,854.68. That's my price. So that's it. Like how I get there and the negotiation I got to have with the warranty company, it is what it is. I need to get to that close to that number as humanly possible with the deductible factor. I've in. never, and then in, that's it. In my experience, I've never, and again, I haven't done extended warranty in a couple of years. Um, I've never had that experience. One of the first questions is, "What is your labor?" Oh rate? yeah, but like if you if you calculate it down and you say, "Okay, so my parts cost because depending on what what." brand a part you bought and whether it was OE and they're only going to play, give you so much for this part versus that part and this, that, and the other. So you have to be very careful about, uh, I don't want to make any compromises on the quality of the part, but at the same time, you know, I understand that if I put that aftermarket part on this car, I'm going to get $184. And if I go OE, I'm going to get $110. So the aftermarket part gets put on OES, but still but, I mean, the then part you're number that they get. The part number that they get is going to be a denso part number. They are not getting the OE part number because if I give them the OE part number, they're going to give me only this much and not as much as I could get from the denso. So the denso goes on the car. And say, the same thing. You so do that that's, all that's the way the through. That's the whole dance. That's the yeah. issue and it's right a, it, It's so yeah, much work paying somebody to and, do and all that. And, you know, it, it's just like the, the ones we're going through right now. I mean, well, we'll cover the timing chain, but we won't cover the valve cover gasket. Right. We won't right. cover any pulleys. Even, even we won't had oh, to take them apart yeah, to right. get there. Yeah, exactly. And and so it's shady, right? And and you know, to your labor rate thing, right? We, you and I went into a shop the other day where there was a discussion of the fact that depending on when rent needed to be paid was how we charge clients, right? Yeah, that's shady. Right. That is really sh- Are you wow. serious? Yeah. <laughs> so if they're like, hey, I need an extra 200 bucks, tack it on this guy's bill. Yeah. And, and the, the technician in the shop was like, hey, I, I feel really bad about this. I feel yeah. like this is this is dirty because, you know, the little lady who comes in on one day is going to pay $300 more for the same repair than the person that came in the day before. Right. And and so, it, you know, it it's not it doesn't compare in the same way. And you well, heard it. Shady. I think that you have to ask yourself, though. Are they doing that because they just don't know how to run their business? So well, now, it's obvious now in this case they don't know how to run their business. Right. We were there. Uh, I told them to shut the business down. 
Uh, Lucas already knew that it had to be, but he didn't want to be the bad guy. I'm sorry, Lucas. I mean, well, I, I, you know. and, and there's another reason I couldn't be the right, one because to say. Yeah, there were other yeah, mitigating circumstances, but but ultimately okay. he needed to be able to have somebody come in and say, "Hey, look, you know, sit down, Marine. This is what we need to do. You need to shut this down. Here's the reason why. We've outlined everything for you." Um, so they weren't hearing it from Lucas. They could hear it from somebody that was from the mean old man, from the mean old man, right? Who's a disinterested yeah. observer. That's my role in the mastermind, by the way. Um, <laughs> I'm the mean old man. I hand you the, the mantle. They'll tell you. Um, <laughs> that guy's mean. <laughs> he didn't, um, you know, he said, he went outside with me and said, you know, okay, how do I do this and everything? And I think we're on the path to him doing the right thing. And then I get a call from Lucas. He wants to borrow money so he can get a part for his tire machine. Why, why does he want to borrow money for a tire machine that he's going to be selling? Well, he, he, he has a lot of tires, and he's going to, he's going yep. to finish the yep. tires that he has, and then he's going to shut down. So, so he's how much never money do you loan Lucas? Not a dime. Just wondering. Right. No, and, and here's the thing is that that's where – that's where so many of the bad reputation items in our industry come Absolutely. from. Absolutely. Right? That's where it comes so from. Is these 90, practices 90% doing of the that. reputation's coming from 10% of the yeah. the, the shops. Yeah. yeah. And so when the when we fix that, right? When and and we can't, right? Let let's be candid here. But let, let's be 100% honest. That extra money that he tacks on whenever rents due, that's probably what he should be charging the whole well, see, that's time. That's what that was the point I was getting to. He was discounting is, is it, yeah. is it just that they are running their business so poorly and, and mainly because maybe they just don't know what, that now they get I, into a desperation mode. So so here's the thing, though. You, you I, I think we assume that shop owners are like us. They right. want to do what's right. right. They want to fix their business. Well, they I, want I to be, like to assume that everybody's like that, but everybody's not. Exactly. I mean, this, and this and I think it, it was probably the first case I've ever been into when I was in a shop where I could say, like, hey, this probably is not one of those cases right right and so it it was misguided it was uh, a lack of the information required to properly run a business but it was it was i want to do this but i really don't want to do this like i want to do this but i don't want to do the work that so, goes with it then know, quit right as, as 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 mean as i might be um i have a terrible time putting anybody out of the group however yeah. If we find out that you're doing that kind of shady thing, your history is yeah, just absolutely. Not, well, not acceptable by any stretch. I, you know, speaking of that, I have a real issue. And, and one of the problems that I see with coaching companies and, and the real issue that, that I have seen time and time again is these organizations that won't kick somebody out of a group. I, I have a real problem with that. <laughs> They're getting to, paid. They get paid. They're getting right, paid. right. Yeah, they're absolutely, and that, that's one of the problems with paid coaching. That is one of the one of the wonderful parts about our mastermind is you know we don't get paid. So if, so the if only, you're not if you're not going to do the work, then you got to go. Pooper, no. get off the pot. Well, yeah, because yeah. you're, you're you're taking the spot for somebody that that that, that needs it and deserves absolutely. It. Well, and and I, I've seen time and time again in many of these groups. I've seen time and time again in many of these coaching organizations where a coach will just continue to take someone's money. And not provide jack shit. I think we've had that conversation a couple times. Yeah, yep. we have. We have. And so it, it causes everybody else to get a bad experience. Yep. That person is never going to grow because if, if in two years you don't grow, boys, you ain't going to grow. You might as well just get over it. No, I'm growing slowly. Nah, man. If, you've, if you've had two years, slowly, you like me and Mark around, yeah, right? <laughs> you know, in two years, if you haven't changed, you're not going to. 
Let's be real about it. You need to back up and punt. You, maybe right. you come back later and decide that you're going to change. Maybe you, you know, maybe you need a point of reflection. But I, I am convinced that if you're in a coaching group right now and you you have not seen growth, you've not well, you seen know, change. That, that's that's one of the saddest things is we have people apply for the mastermind and they are already in coaches um, yeah. coaching groups, and I'm like, well. Why are you applying why, to why this? Why are you applying this? This is for struggling shop owners. Well, because um, I'm not really getting anything out. Well, wait, you're paying these folks, what, 1500 bucks a month? Yep. And you're not getting anything from it? Yep. Why are you still there? Burn the road up, baby. Right. Burn the road up. You, you, you've got to. Because if you don't, you continue to teach them that right. that's okay. Right. And they may not even have the haptic feedback. You're part of that feedback loop. Right. If you don't, If you don't pull away, there's no pain for them so they don't realize, hey, I've got a problem. I don't, I don't understand that. I I dipped out of my coaching companies the minute I stopped listening to them. I just stopped paying them. They called me a couple more times. And I said, "Not listening to anything you guys are telling me." So I'm not going to keep you paying were you. The coaching group, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I make so much money on my coaching <laughs> group. So yeah. I'm rich. I'm coach rich. <laughs> coach rich. Coach rich. Yeah. No, All right. Can't. People forget about the conflict of interest. I fixate on it because it's it, the reason it troubles me is because the people are the most vulnerable. Yeah. They are the most vulnerable. They're struggling. They're grasping at anything to try to make the situation better. They're not really doing the work to improve their own situation. And someone is willing to say, you know, I see what you're doing. I know what you're doing because I've been doing this for a long time. I recognize that you're not moving forward. But I'm going to keep taking, but I'm gonna keep yeah. taking yeah. your money. And yeah. that, that's and terrible. That, that it's irks the living shit out of me. Yeah. Just a lot does. of them do it. A yeah. lot of them do it. You, you're not wrong. I, I, in fact, it, I would I would say that there might be a majority that do it. Well, yeah. and, and here's the thing. is is It's no different than you paying for Netflix and you don't use Netflix right. in you their mind. They, in their mind, they feel like it's no different. Everybody does it. Well, there's there's just ways to thing. justify you, you were the one yeah. that said it. You were the one that said it to me one time. You view the tr- the coaching charge as an employee. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just a payroll number. You don't even look at it as any. And, and that makes perfect sense in my mind. It's an employee. You're paying them to do a job. When they're not doing that job. You're not going to keep paying the employee no. that doesn't show nope. up, doesn't provide any value to the business. Like, what are you going to do? You you fire that guy yeah. or that gal that's not doing their job, but you're not going to keep paying them going, eh, well, I'm going to see if I'm going to hire this other employee that maybe but, they'll do the job, but I'm going to keep paying this one. Well, that and, and when you, sense. here's the thing is you get into an emotional situation, right? Because they try and build an emotional bond. So it's not easy for you to walk away right. from them. Right. That's well, why that's why consultants are better than coaches for many people. People need coaches because they need that holistic approach of of you know gathering together and rah rah sis boom ba and Kool Aid is what we call it. it. Yeah, but that, but that a, doesn't make any sense to me because of like well you have no I, emotion though. That's no, but no, it's, a, it's not, it's not that. Says, it's like I was a, I'm a I'm a business owner because I'm unemployable. You I, see what I'm saying? I don't like, think I cannot, there's any doubt about that. I, 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 I know, but I'm sorry. Like, I cannot. I cannot, <laughs> I cannot walk into a business. I, I will. I will put up with it for about nine months, nine or six to nine months. I will put up with it. I will walk in and I will do 
everything in my power to, to provide value to that company. But when the edicts start coming down and I don't agree with them, all of a sudden I'm I'm either going to I'm going to defiantly so like the only corporate job I ever had. That's why I got fired. I said, yeah, I think that is the stupidest, the stupidest idea thing ever. ever. And why like, am I going to do that? And we were in the middle of a meeting. There's 30 people. There, like, <laughs> I got away with it when I was when I was in St. Louis. I got away with it. And, and everybody just they're like, yeah, they, I was putting up crazy numbers. And they're like, yeah, let him do what he wants. I get moved to Kansas City. They did not want to put up with it. And I'm not kidding. And I was out within a year. I was out. I was gone. And then, so it doesn't make any sense to me that why you would want to become a business owner. Sometimes name but also have, but What's that? I think I Those are Riley Auto Parts. <laughs> <laughs> well, the ladies are going to cease and desist order now. Yeah. Yeah. Edit that part out. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> it, 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 it was a regional manager from, from Louisiana. And they, I was, they, they well, so you have to know, though, that, you know, they, stupidest people. Anyway. But they have their own, they have their own set of policies and rules and yeah but i think it, it, it becomes it's like it's the it's the wishes of i'll tell you what like the day i knew i'm done here right i got moved to kansas city and and we had they had uh, outlined this new scheduling program in the scheduling program the idea behind the scheduling program is the exact same thing that autozone had but that based on your volume ticket count per hour per half hour you could see that at between 11 and 1 o'clock, you needed to have in the store six people. And then from 1 o'clock to 3 o'clock, you could, you could send some people home because you only needed three. Because that's, you know, could see the, the, the ebbs and flows of the business. So, I know my staff. I know my personal capabilities. I myself could run X amount of tickets per hour by myself when, and so, what? but I also knew that my staff couldn't. Right. They can't keep up with me. I've been doing this for, you know, whatever, 20 years. Like, I knew what I was doing. But I knew that, hey, my guy that's only been there for a year and this gal that's only been there for two years, like, they need extra help. So I, I, I would schedule accordingly. And my schedule was art, a work of perfection. I'm sorry. It was. <laughs> they were gorgeous. Okay? Gorgeous. The Mona Lisa of schedules. He slaps it up. And we're in my we're in my review and this regional manager this flipping hick from louisiana decides to sit down wait wait and wait. start we're gonna take that we're gonna take that personal if you keep start it. smearing it. his feces all over my mona lisa just <laughs> <laughs> i lost it i'm not just i could feel like my head turning red just thinking about it and he's telling me how you can't have only two people here to live in and i'm like yeah i'm not gonna make it here i'm pretty sure i'm gonna get fired <laughs> texting christy anyway i'm gonna need a job my point my oh, there point was a point is, somewhere in there okay kid i'm listening my point is how, how do you how do you leave that and then go open your own business and go everything's on me now it's good or bad, but my that, decision that, that dictates. goes back to what I was saying earlier. You don't know what you don't know. So now, yeah. now you no, just, I, I get it though. In. But that mindset, that freedom, that 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 <laughs> responsibility, that that is what you desire as a business owner. I don't want anybody telling me good or bad or indifferent. I want advice. I want feedback. I need ideas. 
But ultimately, it is my decision to go in this particular direction. Right. No, no, I don't want that. I need somebody babysitting me as a flipping business owner. I need somebody to tell me to do X, Y, and Z. Because not everybody has the the amount of self-confidence that you do. A lot of people know what it is that they... Quit arguing when I'm talking. I didn't interrupt you once, you long-winded gas bag. All right. <laughs> crying out Solid loud. I'm coming. trying to make a point here. It took me 25 minutes. I'm from New York. I can't get anything in with you. Are you kidding me? How did, how did I get in the of this? Are you kidding me right now? Yeah. <laughs> All right. They don't have the self-confidence that you have. They know what they don't like. I, I'm, I'm tired of this. I don't want to work for somebody else. I've had it. I'm out of here. And the thought process that says, okay, I'm going to sit down. Everything is going to be on my shoulders. I'm going to have to make these decisions. I'm going to have to live with the consequences. I'm going to have to do all of these things. Never enters into their flipping mind. All they know is I want out and I can do it better and I'm going to show them and that. And if you run across anybody in this mentoring group and you ask them, how many times did you guys sit down and question yourself before you left your business about what it was that you thought you were going to do versus what you actually have found out you have to do. How many of you did your due diligence and said, let me contact the people at SCORE to see former business owners what it takes to run a successful automotive business. They didn't. They A lot of them rage quit or disgust quit because of what they were doing and they didn't have clue one, like Mark says, of, of all the intricacies of what it is that they need to do and the requirements. So for you, someone who is diligent at that, for you who has the confidence to go, you know, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to do it better. I can do it better. I've done it better for 20 years. But I didn't. I'm going to start. I'm you, you, terrible at it. But you apply. I still am. To, I'm awful at it. You're not that bad at it. You got four techs. You're earning, earning decent money. Remember who I am. I can get and, your numbers. And we're looking um, at it. So when it comes so. down to my people are connected. You know, I mean, this, this is They're all happens. paid $12 an hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't, don't start. Yeah. I've been down okay. there at a time so or two lately. You, what you're doing is you're judging others by your the lens of your your own experience and in this case yeah. with you David Roman that is absolutely inappropriate because you're making decisions based on what you think that doesn't make you've it, done but it might not now. make sense to you because you're <laughs> dense but it actually makes sense in the real world <laughs> let him respond grandpa all right, all right. That's, <laughs> hey, let him, not yet he hire a boss they hire a coaching company. No, they hire a boss. No, they, they hire somebody because they they I need I need somebody to hold me accountable. What? What are you talking about? You need somebody to hold you accountable. People are weak. What do you think? Everybody who's as strong as you are, as strong-willed as you are, That's gets why they, we have so few business owners and lots of employees. Go be an employee somewhere. They don't want to be a lot of job less, owners. Let's let's get it let's yeah, get it straight. Yeah. We have a lot of job owners and then we have a few Business owners, yeah. So a lot, well, of, a lot of people go out and they're and they're buying themselves a job because they they they're they're making no more money than they were making where they were at, and but usually less, right? And far less. And then they then they pay somebody to be their boss. Yep. That sounds like a horrible like cycle. It is. Well, it is, and that's 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 what we try to to end. We don't want that. This well, is the reason you. why. So, the so all the job owners need to like go away. Yeah, pretty much. Well, I mean, in reality, yeah, they'd be better off. 
Well, I mean, they, they, what what are the what are the options to making the job owner go away? Right, you got two options, and that's it: become You're, a business owner or shut down. Exactly. Those right. are, go get a job, like an actual job, right. or become a business owner. Right. And, and how do we do that? Well, we either get them the training they need to to help them become the business owner they need to be. And and look, I don't think there's anything wrong with having a coach. Right. I don't think there's anything wrong with well, me. No, you don't think No, that. no, no, no. There's nothing wrong <laughs> with owning a coach. You have a coach, right? right. And like, I, there's nothing wrong with owning a coach. It's the... It's owning the, a coach? I don't own no, no, a uh, uh, Having a coach. But it's the, it's, the, it's the motivation behind it. If you need a babysitter, go get yes. a job. Yeah, okay. I agree. I agree. Listen, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with uh, Lucas there. Holy I, shit, I, the lights. Yeah, I know. I know. Scooch <laughs> over here. The, yes, I think... Having a coach is almost a necessity in business today, at least for some portion of time. Yeah, I mean if, the big if, changes. Yeah, if, if you if, certainly if you don't believe in coaches, then you know don't don't watch a football yeah. game. Yeah, don't, exactly. Don't, don't watch any any sports anything. game. Yeah, yeah. No, you stay no, out of this, old man. No, because <laughs> so, a coach in a football game is not the same as it's a mic the coaching no, football game is not, it's not the same <laughs> as uh, the coach in a business where, that approaches it holistically. It's not the same thing. These What's people the go to, to rah-rah conferences because they need to get pumped up to get excited about the business and the investment what is, what that they've What's the coach doing in the locker room? The coach does not engage in hand-holding. Okay. Don't the coach doesn't. The coach doesn't tell them how much they're worthwhile. <laughs> you say that now, but you, you know when we're alone. That's not what you talk about. I'm saying though that the business owner needs to not worry about being like a player that needs a coach, or the coach, or the general manager. The business owner needs to be the the team owner, the the top of the food chain. That's what the mindset but should be. It, I want to own the team. You're right. But and I'm going to hire coaches and players and see, all that. In, in David's ideal world, what you would have is a guy who owns a business, who takes control of his business and needs references that, for areas outside of his area of expertise. So he hires a consultant. That makes the, sense. The consultant comes in, reviews the paperwork, stays on yeah, site. And points for out the blind spots. Points, points out, out the blind spots, spots, reviews the operations, uh, reviews employee relationships uh, between them, makes recommendations about what needs to be done. You take says, it into consideration, you, you make the decision, Just and you go. Boom, and, and leaves. That's what a consultant does. Okay, right? Consultants right. are completely yes. different than, than a coach. coach. And yeah. what happens is the people that take coaches don't have the ability to, to say, thank you very much for these recommendations. I'll implement them immediately. Um, You're and this 100% is correct. Do. That yeah. doesn't happen. That's what's necessary. Right. Okay? That's, so that's they why need the coaches the have to keep coming. Right. Because you're not you're not taking exactly what they told you to do on day one and doing it all. But but the, the David Romans of the world are far and few between. So how Thankfully. many how many know, of us right? <laughs> how, <laughs> how how many in this room have not had a coach? Have you ever had a coach? Um yeah. I mean they he called himself a coach. Well, there again, but you, you felt the need to reach out and have one, right? right. For some period of time. Yeah, but I, I don't. I don't think at any point that I need. Uh, I, I mean, have I said I'm not do? I'm not fulfilling my Listen, responsibilities. I will, I will be 100 percent honest. I am currently shopping for a coach. 
I'm, I'm or a consultant. No, no, I don't. I don't really want a consultant. How, how many? Uh, you you've been through a couple companies. How many I companies have. have you been through? Um, four. Four total. Okay. Why wouldn't you get a coach for coaching? So my 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 version of how I use coaching groups is I'll, I will typically be in the group for about a year. In that year's time, that's exactly what I'm. I'm, I'm almost using them as a consultant, by the way. So during that period of time. I'm collecting all the things that they can teach me and I am implementing them and at my pace and then I'll go away and, and that's what I do is I implement those things over the course of several years. Now, when I feel like we've reached a level where we're not growing and I'm not seeing what that reason is that we're not growing, now I'm going to go and find another coach. But I have to tell you that this is a this is a matter of personal opinion. In my personal opinion, I don't think that you can get but a, a defined amount of information from any one coach. I think That's you're going to get what true. you're going to get. Yeah, and then you need to go away. Yeah, you you hit a you hit a threshold. I've experienced Absolutely. that. Um, you, yeah. you hit a threshold, and and then all of a sudden, whether it's that it was their area of expertise, whether it was just that, hey, I, I you know, that's what that's what Dutch is outlining, though. Like you're going right. to pull somebody in and say, hey, I need you to look at the blinds, find mm-hmm. my blind spots. They point this and, out, but there's a blind spot here. They don't see it, right? That's why you bring somebody else in. Sometimes they don't know. They don't. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not. By any stretch, you know, the end all be all or or, nor do I know everything, but I know what I know. And I know sometimes that I will be exposed to a coach and that coach doesn't know any more than I do. Yeah. 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 And and here's the thing is I think you eventually get to a spot in business. The basics of business do what the basics of business do does. Right. Like that's that's the extent of it. The, The business you can get the business to where it'll be profitable. It'll do what it's supposed to do. You can have some money in your pocket. It's not super stressful. Things are working like they're supposed to with just a little bit of basic knowledge. And then if you want to, you know, critique and adjust and tweak and tune the business to get it to do something different. For instance, your shop, right? Mm-hmm. You do something completely different than any other shop in the country. You create a completely different experience for the client. You have a completely different setup. You have a different skill of technician he, in the shop. He can't keep the power on long enough to do that. So. I know, right? I, I, you know, I'm struggling. It's only been 25 <laughs> years. I mean, it's just killing. So I go, I go see Dutch, right? You know, I'm out on, out on the Oh, where they're working on that. Oh, yeah, that was right. I, I roll up to Dutch's place. I'm like, Damn, this old man can't afford to pay the power bill. <laughs> you know what? Hey, listen. You Wait, know what else he can't afford? Well, let me the rest of the story. What's going on here? You know, so, and then I realized that, that yeah, there's construction. He's got a huge construction going on across from his place, and they continue to to raise the dump bed up on these dump trucks and hit the same damn power line over and over. <laughs> and take, I got pictures yeah. of it. Gives me goosebumps. They 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 knocked the damn thing. They're building the Amazon fulfillment center. Yeah, yeah, right up the street from me. Wow. Okay, so I get two areas where I get clocked. The first is that as the Amazon Fulfillment Center is, is in construction, the dump trucks are leaving, and they're leaving the area with the bed up. And they're catching the overhead power lines, and they're pulling them down. Only so North you, Carolina. You, you, would, you, would assume, Only North Carolina. <laughs> you would assume at some point... Some some engineer from the power company goes, yeah, maybe we ought to raise them our line. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> All right. So when that happened the first week, it was like, you know, what a what a dumbass, right? Yeah, There's drivers mistake. because you have alarms in in the dump trucks. 
when you're moving forward, there's an alarm that's sounding to prevent you to, hey, Dumbass, lower your back. He must be driving newer dump trucks than I was driving. I think he's a little offensive to to, to dump truck drivers. I'm just saying. Let's not let them see any of this. The following week, it happened again. They hit the same, they hit the brand new pole (laughs) and took it out. You, the brand new yeah. MF in Paul. You, you got to be a special creature driving a dump truck and not realize the bed's up. I mean, you uh, listen. Well, it costs them like $30,000 a clip listen, every single time they do that. No, it costs way more than that. Does yeah. it really? Yeah. It's not. Across, it's, it's, wait a minute. Let's, 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 let's be 100% here. It's not that they didn't know the bed was up. They're, they're dumping and they're moving to make that load slide out of the bed. The, the issue becomes when they don't realize that there's an overhead power line, they continue to drive forward, and then they hit the power line. So then yeah, this wasn't listen, a matter of listen, 100 you have feet. A, you have a shocking experience like that once or twice, and you look up before you pull forward. Well, I, not that, that might I would be know first anything. Experience you know, the foreman would go, hey, let's put a spotter out here That's just what to make sure. To do, right? Like, the, uh, across the street from me directly was a trucking company. It's recently been sold, thank heaven. But um, the guys in their truck, and I have, I have photos because uh, happened every year, religiously every year, they would at least one truck would drive out with the, and take with the bed up and take out the power. And I started making posts on Facebook. Hey guys, we're without power. Please note that we can contact you. We're posting this from the phone, et cetera, et cetera. And people, that's your get generated. So, that's- so <laughs> listen for, for for all the people out there. Just just so you know, when you're driving down the interstate and you see this 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 sign over there. Just oddly says, caution overhead power lines. This That's is why. why. That's why. <laughs> well, so what moron you know, calls that? I, my, you know, my real concern with this whole Amazon fulfillment facility is that they've taken this extremely rare endangered species from the piece of property uh, across from Dutch, and they've moved it to his property. And so they've got these little tiny creatures. They bite you. Um, Dutch said they're called mosquitoes. And so, like, you walk behind Dutch's shop, and it's like a swarm state, of them. That's, that's state lovely. birds. I, I, I have. Them. Behind, I have. I have what? A, no, we're not done yet. Put your headphones back oh, on. Tough it out. You'll be fine. <laughs> Do not go in the corner, okay? <laughs> I'm going to. I got a Gatorade bottle. Hey, don't you <laughs> give him any ideas. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this episode of the ASOG podcast. Before I let you go, I need to ask you a question. Are you using the best innovative shop management system in the country? If you doubt that you are, why are you making your life harder? Shopware stays one step ahead of everyone else by bringing a clean, easy-to-use program unlike anything else on the market. Go to GetShopware.com and see what I mean today. That's GetShopware.com. Check it out. Thank you for listening to the Changing the Industry podcast. If you enjoyed the show, do us a favor and leave us a review on your favorite podcast player. And don't forget to set it to automatically download the latest episode. Our efforts with this podcast, the YouTube channel, and the Facebook group wouldn't be possible without the support of our awesome sponsors. So please take a moment, check them out by clicking on the links in the show notes.